Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So on today's show, ladies, we have Jacqueline Marshall. She is from Canada and she shares so many great nuggets. Uh, such a wonderful person who is uh, really investing on her in her own way, in her own pace. What I think you'll get a lot out of this episode is that she's so pure and so authentic and sharing really her relationship to money, which really stems as a child and her background and how she was raised and how she's bringing that into fitting the goal that she has right now in investing because those two things are important relationship to money and what you're actually trying to achieve. So I think you'll get a lot from that particular conversation. Yeah. And she shares her transition from being a dentist, uh, dental hygiene to become a real estate investor. She does a lot of this stuff herself. She lives inside the, the rehab. So pick her brain here in, in regards to the mindset that it takes to become a, a successful real estate on her own terms. And that's what we all are looking to do, create something that works for us. So this is a great episode that you can look at it, relate, pick some brain. She gives a great tip for uh, understanding rehab projects and getting the best prices and, and building your, your, your team to succeed on your projects. Check it out. Interest rates are sky high in 2023, and buying a rental property means you could get stuck with an 8, 9, or 10% mortgage rate. But what about a 2.99% rate with Rent to Retirement? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate with an average cash flow of over $900 per month. Plus, They've got options where you can put as little as 5% down with no PMI. As the nation's leading turnkey investment company, Rent to Retirement helps investors build headache-free, high cash flow rental portfolios. And since their properties are fully turnkey, newly built or renovated, leased and managed, anyone can invest, even those who aren't into landlording. So what are you waiting for? This 2.99% rate deal won't last long. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. You ever feel like your vacation rental since empty too often? Missing out on potential income? Look, you're not alone. Many property owners struggle with underperforming bookings and the complexities of property management. But here's some good news. Vacasa outperforms other property managers in 92% of the markets they operate. They've helped homeowners like you increase their bookings by an average of 24%, turning those empty days into profitable opportunities. Want to see what your earnings could look like with Vacasa? Visit biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, and get a free personalized income estimate today. That's biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show. We have Jacqueline on this week with us. Jacqueline, hey. thank you so much for being with us and sharing yourself with all the wonderful women listening. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so thrilled to meet you ladies. You're yeah, such sweet. an inspiration. Oh, you're sweet. And you're, you're an inspiration. That's why we love doing this because, <laughs> you know, it's about inspiring 
the women listening and in our community and globally, right? We have what, 42 countries of women listening now, right, Anjessa? That is um, right. But it's also yeah. about inspiring all of us because we all have something to give. We all have something to get. That's kind of what our, our philosophy always is. So welcome back, ladies. Uh, as we always do, we are just appreciative that you're on this journey with us because we are learning and growing, Andressa and myself and all these wonderful women we have on our show. And uh, the show's all about just, you know, getting you to take action, right? Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and really being on the path of financially free and, and living a balanced life mm -hmm. on your own terms, right? You always say. Yeah. So uh, first thing we like to do is just kind of share a little bit of a, a tip, a strategy, uh, a lesson, something that's coming up for all of us, <laughs> me and Andressa, because there's mm -hmm. what, multiple things on a daily basis. <laughs> what? Mm -hmm. Right. We're, we're, we're learning and growing and we're in a new year here. So yeah. Andressa, what is coming up for you uh, this week? Yeah. So before I talk about what's coming up, some, a lot, a lot of people just come to, to find out that we exist through our podcast, but I want to also share with you guys, we have a huge Facebook group community with very like mm -hmm. top notch experienced women there. I use them as my soundboard, I have questions, I put it there. Um, we are always learning something new. So it doesn't matter if you have 10 years of experience in, in an area in, in real estate, if you're evolving and growing, you're gonna be facing different challenges. So use the Facebook community to get the information that you need. And we also mm -hmm. have 30 plus meetups across the country and Canada. We're expanding uh, a lot. Uh, all of them right now are online. Um, hopefully to 2021, we'll come back to in-person meetings. And mm -hmm. Liz and I are super excited to do our like tour, <laughs> you know, the where we go to one place to another. Um, and also our membership. Our Strive membership, which includes mentorship and accountability, we open we open the doors again in June. But until then, if you if you uh, are looking for a roadmap, we have SOAR is always available there with a ton of content, um, both like archive content that we we prepared for you to really uh, focus on taking action. Right? We hear a lot of like, oh, I'm learning this, I'm reading books, reading listen to podcasts, going to a lot of different virtual conferences. Knowledge is good, is always good. Action is even better, right? <laughs> so that's, that's what we are all about. So today I'm gonna talk about something that I heard the first time this week. Alicia St. Germain, she's uh, our pod uh, leader. And in one of our uh, uh, meetings among ourselves, she mentioned about us owning our story and she talked about the importance of sharing our scars and not our wounds and i was like well talk talk more about it right you're like <laughs> tell me more about it because when we go through such a, a a difficult situation and we start tearing up we we barely can talk about it it means that it's still like still open it's still mm -hmm. a open wound there, right? Mm -hmm. So that's gonna, it's not gonna bring much inspiration to other people. People are gonna feel very sorry about what's going on with the, with you and the energy is not there. However, 
after that, after you you really got through it and you, you there you learn your lesson and it, that propelled you to something because it's always a blessing at the end mm-hmm. of the day, right? Mm-hmm. And that is your scar. And your scar, it is inspiring. It is totally inspiring. And so I, I encourage all the women that are listening, right, to look at your scars. If you still won't take time to heal, take time. And I, I remember, Liz knows this, uh, when I went through my divorce, it, take, it took time to heal. It took time until I was able to really speak about it and the importance mm-hmm. of me living my true self and really propel to everything that happened after that. So I encourage you guys to talk about your scars, own who, who you are, honor your story, because that will also inspire other women out there. Mm-hmm. I love it. Absolutely. I love, I love it. We all need to do that more, right? Uh Sometimes it's hard, right, to talk about those things, but that's a really good perspective because if you're talking at more from a, hey, this is what I've learned versus, hey, I can't even get through the sentence, you know, those are two different, and sometimes you have to be in both places, but yeah, how do you approach that? How do you share it? So great suggestions. So uh, without further ado, Jacqueline, thank you again for being on our show. Uh, it, it is just such a honor for us to be able to, um, you know, to open up our world and the women listening's world with these stories of, of real women doing this work every day to uh, not just inspire, but to actually share some tips and strategies for, for becoming, you know, financially free and becoming a more effective real estate investor. So we always like to share and, and, and really ask the question as we kick things off, what propelled you to get involved in real estate investing? <laughs> uh I got on this path and I didn't even know I was on this path. <laughs> and uh, I, I was probably doing this for a couple of years and not didn't even realize it. And how that makes sense is because I had gotten out of a long-term relationship. We didn't live together, but he lived down the road from where I lived. And there was no um, chance of reconciliation. And I wanted to leave the area because he lived down the road. It made no sense to stay in the area anymore. So I put my house up for sale and it didn't sell it. No matter what I did, I dropped the price. I even dropped the price by $80,000. It still did not sell. And I look back on it now. This, this was like some years ago. This is about six years ago. And I look back on it now, then it didn't make sense why it wasn't selling. But you look at it now and you're just like, faith, God, someone had something else planned for me, something so like, because I I wasn't even thinking, I didn't even know about real estate investing. So the house didn't sell. I got very frustrated. I just wanted to be uh, put some physical space between me and the person I was no longer with. So I called my agent and said, I'm going to buy another house. I'm going to rent this house out. I'm going to buy another one in another community, uh, which is about a half hour away. So he said, uh, okay, sure. So I you know, rented it out, had great experience with those tenants. A year later, uh, the new house I was living in, I thought, well, I'm having a great experience. Why don't I rent this house out now and go buy another one? So now I bought my third one. And uh, so with the third one, I lived in it for a while and I thought it was it had an in-law suite or an income suite as well. And I didn't enjoy living with somebody in the same building as me. 
And so I called my agent again. I'm going, I'm going to rent out the main floor here and I'm going to go buy another house. And he's like, okay. And so I didn't know anything about strategies, but I was working as a dental hygienist at the time, which is good money and uh, full-time 12 hour shifts. And um, I, I mean, three years into that career, five years, I just was not enjoying it as much as I wanted to. <laughs> But here I was, I was using my salary and income and all my savings to buy these houses. And I thought, well, I'm going to start having the rent because I did have good passive income from each one. The rent was more than covering the, the mortgage, the property taxes, the insurance. I still had some left over. So I started dialing back on the hygiene job and not doing five, out, five days of 12-hour shifts. I dialed it back to three and doing every second Saturday with the office I was working in. And then it just, so I had, was on my fourth house now that I owned. And then I thought with each house, I was doing cosmetic things, you know, to clean it up, maybe painting in a neutral color instead of purple, red, and orange, which is how I bought them. <laughs> I love and, those. Uh, <laughs> I was like, do people like, drew, they, did they sleep with like sunglasses? Because sometimes it's so yeah. bright. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did, each house was a fixer upper, you know, each one was a fixer upper. It, it needed some, it needed some love, you know, it needed some lipstick. And um, so I guess one of my strategies too, I'm finding out is that I had a value add strategy and also buying lipstick, you know, uh, houses. And then it just snowballed and I was like, well, okay, I was up to six rental houses now and, um, or I had five and the, and the one I was living in. And I thought, well, I want to start flipping. And so I rented that house out, bought another one. So that left me with six uh, income rentals, uh, single family homes, except for the, the one duplex. And uh, started flipping and I started off very small. It was just lipstick houses um, because I went in with it doing all the work myself and I didn't know what I was doing, but I was crazy enough to take it on. And I was just really motivated by the financial freedom, the creativity that came with it. I was able to leave hygiene. I was able to be my own boss. I didn't have to tell anyone, hey, I'm going to the bathroom. I know it's not in my allotted half hour, but sorry, you know, I need to go. Uh, so just being able to leave all of that behind, I saw the, the potential and I was excited. And I just, I was like a dog with a, uh, a bone in its mouth. I was just not going to let this go. And I was going to keep growing and going with it. And uh, yeah, there was a lot of learning curves. There was a lot of pain uh, at, at the beginning, like just learning frustration, but I stayed with it. I, I stayed with it. And, and here I am now three years in of flipping houses and I took the momentum. So I went from lipstick flips to what I'm currently working on, which are houses that they need to be rewired. They might need plumbing. They might, I might have to knock down whole walls and start from the studs again. But if I had started with that kind of flip, I would have thrown in the hammer like three years ago. <laughs> so so uh, it's important, I think, for anyone considering this. If you're going to do the work yourself and you don't have any skills, start off with a lipstick flip, build on that experience and knowledge and keep going with it. Yeah, I love what you're saying because a lot of people that are interested in investing in real estate and have a full-time job, their biggest question is, how the hell am I going to add real estate to my 
current situation because mm-hmm. they're thinking, okay, I, I can't work, you know, more than what I'm yep. doing right now. And mm-hmm. I like what you have done because based on your situation, mm-hmm. you start buying lipstick houses, <laughs> right? Yeah. Let's call yeah. them lipstick houses, lipstick yeah. houses. Yeah. And then the other approach was how can I continue doing this and reduce my hours? So mm-hmm. for, for those of you that are listening, there is a transition period. And sometimes we get so caught into like, oh, I am like one year, two years, three years into this. And I just got like one property. Well, you have been working in different different areas. So when you are planning your transition to, to real estate, like use Jacqueline as, a, as, an, as an example of like planning strategically and doing a transition period instead of just like, let me quit my job tomorrow and, <laughs> and, and hope that this work. So yeah. I I don't ever recommend that. It's, it's very intense, right? You, you yeah. know, and, and having that transition plan is much smarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't take it as a race either. Um, I've noticed some people now that I've discovered this platform, you know, here, some people, they, they really set out with like, oh, I'm going to acquire this, this, this in this year. I, I didn't start off with that mindset or, or gold in mind. It wasn't a race for me. I went at my own pace. I stayed true to um, my budget, my skill set, my DIY skill set that I was bringing into it. And um, I just stayed true to it. I, I took a good inventory of m- what I was bringing into this to make this successful. And if I found that a problem or if there was a deficiency with how I wasn't able to renovate something or budget or finance, then I learned how to um, bridge that gap and take care of that deficiency so that I didn't carry it into the next one, into the next uh, acquisition. So that mitigated um, any, uh, any failures or upsets or frustrations or headaches or pitfalls. So yeah, I just took a good inventory of, of everything. Yeah. And you're never going to know everything, right? No, <laughs> there's no. just not, it's not even possible, but yeah, no. a lot of, a lot of women, especially really have that need to mm-hmm. not jump into anything that's related to construction until they right fill, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. So for mm-hmm. you, you went from doing simple, like, you know, mm-hmm. lipstick flips, if you will, yep. Yep. to then really like rewiring yep. homes. Yeah. What did you put in place from a knowledge perspective, educational perspective, like what did you actually do to bridge that gap? For me, um, my comfort zone from the very first one, like the, the flip that I did, what, what, how, I ref, uh, how I defined it as a lipstick was like, it was a home that it was just gorgeous. It was gorgeous and it was beautiful in the day. But you, I, when I bought it, it had good bones. The electrical was done. It didn't need windows. It didn't need a roof. Um, but the 30-year-old orange carpet that was in there that the lady, God love her, she passed away. She had seven cats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, myself physically, I knew I can rip out this carpet. I can paint these walls. I can do the flooring. I can exchange and update the light fixtures. And then I put my own furniture into it and it sold like a hot cake. So it didn't require me hiring these people to do things that I legally can't do. And 
so as I bought the next one, it had, um, it was cosmetic or a lipstick flip, but it also had things that uh, maybe some DIYs where I had to do research. And so I spend a lot of time, um, you know, YouTubing, learning how to do this. And I stayed with things that I was legally able allowed to do. And I always sourced out like and asked people, is this code? Is this code? Is this code? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get a t-shirt that says that. Got code? Code. <laughs> <laughs> Got code. Um, I'm very, I'm a stickler for the rules and doing things on, on top of the table and things like that. Um, and just uh, confidence, you know, just confidence in my budget from each one. Like when I started out, I had a rental budget of $10,000 and I stuck with that. I didn't go to a penny over for the first three and I stayed true to that. Um, and then it grew to $20,000 and now my budget is $30,000, but I've never spent $30,000. I've never, haven't spent all my whole budget yet. But uh, just as you go and you find out, you buy, take on a house um, that you know is going to need new windows, because I went from 10000 to fifteen or 20000 budget, and I knew I had the money to hire pe the right people to do that and do it well. So, because that's important to me too. When somebody comes in, I want the work done well. So, Where I'm not going to get up on Go ahead. Sorry. sorry. Uh, yeah, I was going to say like, you know, uh, when I started off, I didn't buy a house that required a roof because that was not in my budget, but now I do, but I'm not going to take that. <laughs> I'm not going to get up and do any kind of roofing. I'm more than happy to hire people to do, do that. So where yeah. are the properties located, Jacqueline? Well, I'm in Ontario, Canada, so Southern Ontario. And I started off in the, the Niagara Falls area, uh, St. Catharines and Font Hill area, the little tri-city there. And when I bought a house, my budget was $180,000. I was not going to go over $180,000. That was, that was it. I stay, I stay true to that. But after um, several years of doing that in that area, I went from, I'm the only offer on this house to I'm competing to six offers now. I'm competing with 10 offers. So the, the, the landscape changed in that area for me and I refused to go over $180,000. So I typed in real, on Realtor and I said, Ontario, um, $180,000, where, where can I go to buy something for $180,000? And so one of the areas that came up was Windsor and Sarnia and a few other places. But after a little bit of demographic work and everything, um, I, I chose Windsor. So I've been there now going on almost two years. And uh, yeah, I've had no problem buying a home for 160, 165,000, and then reselling them for 280 to 300. You know, I, I, I am just like so jealous of, of you. I might move to <laughs> Canada because <laughs> I love those numbers, like $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 to mm -hmm. renovate a house. A house is 180000 Over here uh, uh, in Philadelphia, uh, like I'm going to check out uh, um, a property this afternoon and mm -hmm. it, it's a dump and it's 200000 mm -hmm. Yep. That's just it. So Jesus. So for all the people that are, are, are listening to you. Don't come they, to Canada. Don't come, <laughs> don't, don't come to there. So yeah. one of the, you know, construction is always like a, a, a big thing. And women, as Liz was saying, uh, some people say, oh, I will not jump in or do anything until mm -hmm. I know everything. It's like, okay, so you're never going to jump in <laughs> because, mm -hmm. you know, you learn something new every single time. Yep. But 
one of the things that they're very concerned when they are looking for their first property, right? They're walking there and it is the estimating of cost. Mm -hmm. And I know that in your location, it's gonna be different than mine. And, mm -hmm. But what are the tips that you can give to, to women considering that you know certain areas, it's tile, other areas is more carpet, other areas is just hardwood floors, that mm -hmm. will change. But when for, for those ladies that are, are starting out and, you know, sometimes the general contractors don't want to come right away to see five houses, right? They, mm -hmm. It's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. What are the tips that you, you can give them to estimate the construction cost? So for things where I had to hire people to do that, like electrical and plumbing or a roof, um, when I got my home, uh, the first week, uh, I, I know what day I'm closing. I know what day I'm getting the keys and I'm going to have access to the interior. So before closing day, I've already uh, lined up five people to come in and give me a quote on the work that I need done. Um, so when I went to Windsor, I had to start all over again. I already had my, my go-to people yeah. in, in, Niagara, in Niagara, the Niagara area. But Niagara and Windsor are five-hour gaps, so I had to find new people down in Windsor. So my first one down there, I didn't have much luck um, doing it that way for me. I had one guy come in and give me uh, a quote, to give me a quote on electrical, because the house uh, had knob and tool. So the whole house needed, so that's a very large electrical uh, task. And the way he was talking, I was like, it prompted me to say, do you have, are you a licensed electrician? And he said, no, but I have a friend who is, and I think he could jump in and help me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. For legal reasons, <laughs> uh, you know, my, my insurance policy, I have to prove that the people I hire to do this, I have to prove to my, show to my insurance company that I'm using licensed bondable people for these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, to protect myself. So I said, yeah, I, I don't understand why you're here. So then I, by chance, I was at Home Depot and I said, happened to mention it to the salesperson. And he's like, well, have you ever used our referral program? And I said, no, did not know you had that. So he explained to me what it was. And so it's a program where licensed contractors give Home Depot their contact and, and Home Depot does all the vetting. They do criminal background checks. They, they confirm whether the person is actually licensed and bondable and all of these things. So then I went and I said, oh, I need a, an electrician. So they were like, okay, leave it with us. And they set it up so that three people licensed now coming from Home Depot, the, re the referral program, they contacted me, they came in, I picked one. I'm still using the one that I found two years ago because I, I just love him and his work and his price. And from him, I knew, I know he knows other people in the trades and I liked him. I trusted his work. I trusted his uh, work ethic, his communication. So I know he was going to gravitate and refer people to me that he had respect for. And so it just piggybacked off of yeah. that. And I've had really great success with that. Uh, he referred a plumber to me, a general contractor to do things um, that I just physically cannot do. Um, so, and I've used the same people over the past two years now for where I need electrical or roofing. And it was all based off of that referral program at Home Depot. So yeah, they were, that was a godsend finding, finding that. That was really helpful. 
Yeah, love that. And, you know, I, I think you're making a really good point, especially when it comes to contractors. Them being like rock stars, they know other, like they're going to, mm -hmm. like you said, you like their integrity, you like their quality of work, you like mm -hmm. their prices too, right? Because that's important because mm -hmm. you can get yeah. somebody who's amazing, but like mm -hmm. also like four times the budget too, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. That's not hard to find sometimes, but you no, know, to be able then to say, so, so ladies listening, you know, if you find one good contractor, one, you mm -hmm. can have access to others too. So it's not like you have to yeah. find 10, you know, but mm -hmm. if you find one, you know, you might have access to others. And, um, mm -hmm. and it's, and it's always, it's, it's always moving and fluid. Uh, when you look at new areas, mm -hmm. you don't have local contacts there yet, but you know, yeah, the strategies right. like to your mm -hmm. point and, and you got that one in, and that's a great suggestion. I'm, I'm not familiar with that. I didn't even know Home Depot did that. I wonder if they do that <laughs> in the States. Um, it's a really good yeah, suggestion. Yeah, I'm sure they do. I mean, you have a I'm home sure they do. down there. Yeah. Or, or a referral program in general, right? Yep. Um, I'm curious, have you been struggling to keep your vacation rental booked? I totally get it. It's tough to manage and keep filled. But we found something that really works. It's called Vacasa. They've seriously changed the game for a lot of the BP audience. In almost every market they're in, Vacasa manages to fill up the calendar more than anyone else. And get this, the average Vacasa user sees about 24% more bookings than with other managers. That's a lot of extra income. Curious to see what you could be earning? You can get a personalized income estimate right there. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what Vacasa can do for you. Check out biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You, you mentioned earlier, too, about the challenges and some heartaches. And, you know, we learn through our successes, but we've learned so much more, right? Through our, mm -hmm. our challenges in a lot of ways. And I, I know mm -hmm. that, especially just speaking personally. So what for you, either as early on or now, or even as you transition, what were some of those biggest challenges that you faced and how you moved through those? Uh, construction wise? Uh, anyway, yeah, in general anything. too. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, uh, throughout all the projects, I'm there in the house. I live in the house, the houses that I, I flip. It doesn't make sense. And some people just call me crazy. They're just like, well, why do you live in this? <laughs> like, you know, and it, but financially it doesn't make sense for me 
to have this house that I'm paying insurance on, uh, that I'm paying utilities on, I'm here like maybe 10 to 14 hours a day. It didn't make sense for me to go, okay, hold a house over here and be paying utilities on this house when I'm just going to shower and sleep for a few hours. It's better financially for me to stay, have that rented. So my, my strategy was every time I bought something, I cleaned up one room and made sure that it got painted. I put the flooring in right away. I got rid of the disgusting light fixtures. And then I would put uh, my mattress in there and I have a little dresser and I have tubs for my clean clothes, my clean towels, and very basic. It's almost back to my first year of university, uh, you know, sleeping on a futon on the floor. But um, yeah, I, and then it just made more financial sense to me. It didn't make sense to hold on to a house just to go sleep there for a few hours a day and it's better off me renting that so and i'm not that much of a princess so it was like it just it just helped with my budget and i'm and i'm very debt adverse so anything that kept more money in my pocket and made all of this very feasible for me um like i said i stayed with cheap houses uh, one house i bought was a hundred thousand dollars it had a ten thousand dollar rental budget i didn't have a penny more and uh, that's what I had in my savings. So that's what I worked with. And I took on, and I had the willingness to do the work myself. So that's what made this doable for me and grow it and get into more complex things. But uh, some of the things like, yeah, it gets very lonely. It gets very frustrating because I'm in the house by myself and I'll run into something. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, a second set of hands would be really nice right now or to bounce ideas off. Like, how do I approach this? Like, do you have any ideas? So there's some limitations there. And so it might put a hold on something because now I've got to go and YouTube for a couple of hours or run to Home Depot or Lowe's and ask someone on the floor, like, hey, this is my problem. Here's the picture. What do you think? How can I handle this? You know, so. Yeah, yeah well, well, now you have us and you can post <laughs> it on our Facebook community and get all the answers there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love when, when people just jump in and all the comments are coming and they're like, oh, I also went through the same thing. Here's what mm -hmm. I did. This is how it looks like. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I, I, I always like to mention is that, you know, there's a lot of people talking about real estate, right? Especially like when things get, get really tough and, and there are different gurus promising different things. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that it's good or bad. It's really depending on what people really do with what, what was being offered. Um, but what I'm want to like, I don't know how to say this in a nicer way, but people want to be in real estate a lot but they don't have the guts that it takes to continue in making it successful. You know, either you pay your duties now or, 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 or later, believe me, I've, I've been to basements where, you know, when you go down and you gotta like crawl your space, like crawl among all the like the webs, and the smell don't forget the of smell it, <laughs> the, don't forget the smell right the smell yeah. of it <laughs> there there's one time that i got in and i was like i can't at that mm -hmm. time we were not wearing masks right so yeah. 
I, I was like, I, I just can't. There was something there that really triggers my stomach. And I was like, mm -hmm. I really need to get out and like quick and now. And I couldn't go back until the demo guys really took everything out. And I was like, it take like everything out. I have a trick for that. You do? <laughs> yeah. So I was when like, I was, go ahead. I was a hygienist. Um, I hate to say it, but some <laughs> people, I mean, you have a mask on, obviously, when you, sure. uh, when you're, when you're working on a patient, but some people have very bad perio odor. So, oh and, uh, but you have no choice. This is your patient. You're assigned to them. They're assigned to you. You have to complete that. So a trick that I got was I put Vicks, uh, right here <laughs> and all, and all over the inside of my mask. So, and it, it eliminates the, the odor or really makes it workable. Ooh. I'm going to carry Vicks on my I, I'm telling bag. you, it is. I can't, <laughs> yes. So there are two houses that I have worked on or have purchased where the first week, yes, the smell is just excruciating. It's nauseating. And so I was like, you know what? This worked for me when I was in the chair. <laughs> so I put Vicks on, put a mask on until everything got uh, eliminated or I eliminated everything that was contributing to the odor. Um, yeah, so yeah, so Vicks, Vicks and a mask. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, it, ta it, takes, it takes a lot, right? We also mm -hmm. see the benefits of, of real estate investing in like beautiful houses, the cash flow every single month, but you've got to understand the business will, will train you to, mm -hmm. to see yeah. you, you got to have a thick skin, you know, mm -hmm. with tenants, with houses, with, with dealing with people, you are mm -hmm. dealing with people across the board. This is a people business that have properties and build attached to it. But mm -hmm. this is a people business from the time that you, your, your lender, your partners, uh, the people that you're buying the house from the people that you're selling the house to all around is a people business. That's, mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to say. My question to you, Jacqueline is about the mindset, right? Because you're very determined. You, yes. you live in the houses, mm -hmm. you've been mm -hmm. doing your transitions. Mm -hmm. Where, where did you get that from? And if you have any recommendations for women that are looking to do the same, they like DIY and they would like to, to do the same. So the mindset itself, what are your top three or five, whatever you want to give <laughs> strategies. Um, I, I mean, I, I was brought up by a single mom, you know, my sister and I, I'm the oldest and, uh, you know, she cleaned houses for a living, but we had a good life. You know, there was always food on the table. We always had a clean, warm place to stay. She never got the, the luxury of owning a home. We always rented, but that woman taught me some very good financial, um, sound advice that I carried into obviously my teenage years and my adult life. And she knew how to stretch a penny 10 ways. And some of the, things, you know, and when you're a single mom, you know, cleaning houses for a living and getting no, no help from the biological father, um, my father, um, you know, you, you make do, you make it, you make it happen. There's no excuses. And I got to enjoy some very, very nice things. And I could see from my mom that, if you know, if you have good saving habits and you don't buy what you don't need, like her, her thing to me was when I was a teenager, don't go to the mall because if you don't see it, you won't want it. 
<laughs> and uh, it is true. And so when I entered university, I had to, uh, I worked three jobs um, at any given time to go through that because I could, I didn't have any financial help from her. But when I graduated from university, I had no debt either. So I have a very uh, strong work ethic. Uh, I'm very driven. I have a lot of energy. Um, I do, I've never been blocked with, I can't do this. This isn't possible. Um, I never, if something comes up like a problem, I never focus on the problem. I, I'm well aware, I'm well versed on what the problem is. I put my energy, my time, my emotion into the solution. I wanna be as uh, proactive, getting out of this problem, this situation as quickly as possible. Let's expedite this and let's not talk about the problem. Let's talk about the solution. And I focus on that. And I, br and I brought that into with my DIY as well. Okay, this is the solution. I can sit here and cry about it all day and wait for someone. Maybe somebody will materialize on the door and offer to do this, but I have to be proactive and uh, not focus and put too much energy crying about the problem and getting upset or frustrated. Let's get past that. Let's focus on the solution. And I've always been like that and just great spending habits. And yeah, I, I'm just a very positive person. I mean, I get down and I cry like everybody else. And, uh, but yeah, I, I'm not blocked by, yeah, this isn't doable. This isn't, a, you know, impossible. Like, yeah, if I want it, then, you know, I, I can get this, I can do this, why not? And I, you know, I've proven that with one, thing I've put my one situation or another, even outside of real estate, you know, um, it's doable. You can do this. Yeah. 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 I, I love that. I love that. And it's like, you know, we hear that all the time, focus on the solution, but not the problem. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't think anyone listening would be like, I've never heard that before. Right. However, it's like literally one of the hardest things really to mm -hmm. actually do and implement. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. And I've found over the years too, to your point, um, it's a habit. Mm -hmm. So if you develop the habit and it takes you say 10 minutes to get upset about something, then give yourself like, give yourself like your little pity party, but time it. And mm -hmm. I've heard that as a really great strategy for people who like to yep. keep talking about something. Cause yep. you know, sometimes we keep talking about something if we haven't solved it or if we haven't gotten the support or whatever, you know, fill in the blank, but it yep. doesn't serve us to talk about something all day really mm -hmm. um, or anyone for that matter. So I found it like if you're not focused on the solution, then go on focus on the problem, but do it for a short time, really short time. So yeah. give yourself grace to, to do that. Get it out of your system. Have your little pity party, um, you know, run around the house, do whatever you want to do, like act like mm -hmm. a five-year-old, whatever works for you, <laughs> but at least, at least release it and yeah. then move on to the solution. Cause I feel like we hear that and people are like, I have to focus on the solution, but they keep thinking about the problem. They keep having mm -hmm. their pity party. They don't actually allow themselves to feel mm -hmm. that frustration, get to the motion and then move on because it's mm -hmm. like, it repeats itself, if you will. I'm not, I'm not talking about anything I don't like know about because I'm, I'm speaking very personally here. I do, <laughs> I give myself some space. Like I'm frustrated about this. Okay, okay, now Liz, I know theoretically and logically, I now need to focus on the solution. Let's, let's mm -hmm. go and do that, you yeah. know? Um, it can be hard. Yep. Yeah, it can be hard, but give yourself some grace or I literally sometimes if I feel like I'm going on and on, I time myself and I give myself some time to get frustrated, be frustrated. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's not only okay. I think it's, I think it's healthy as long mm -hmm. as it doesn't take over and you don't stay there because that's mm -hmm. the problem. It's when you stay there, you know, mm -hmm. and that's why we're Absolutely. so passionate about the community we're building, right? Mm -hmm. That you're not alone. 
You're not yep. the first person to get ripped off by your contractor. You're not the mm-hmm. first person for, you know, any of this stuff to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you get the support? You know, mm-hmm. stay, no, don't just stay in your own head. Cause that well, that's be- what I enjoy about all of this because like one of the hardest things too, is like, I'm in these houses. I have no, um, like no TV. I'm, I'm tired. I'm there by myself. And when I went to Windsor, I had no girlfriends down there. So I couldn't even pop out for a coffee or go for a walk and have some fresh air with somebody like another, like a girlfriend, which I have back in Niagara Falls and in that community. Um, so yeah, it got really hard down there getting, you know, the, the first year I was down there. And so when I bought this current house that I bought, cause I mean, we had a six month grace there because of COVID I had to come home in lockdown here and people tenants were not allowing me to come into the the houses. So I was kind of blocked that way to not get my next acquisition, but I got it in October finally. And, uh, but I said to her, when I went, when we were starting to look at houses, um, I said, you know, I've got an IG account. I've been discovering all these people. <laughs> you know, I'm so excited, you know, like I'm finding other people, other women who do what I do. You know, I said, yeah. this is so encouraging and it's really boosted my morale. I don't feel lonely. And, and that's where she gave me the idea. She's like, you found your people. And I'm like, yes, I found my people finally. <laughs> so that's, yeah. So it, it's helped because I'm down there and then I'm able to like, you know, talk and share my experience and and hear other people's like you know through dms like other women who are doing what i'm doing Mm -hmm. and you know just uh, being egged on or rallied or like you know being each other's cheerleaders you know it's just so nice and it's uh it's helped with the the lack of you know companionship down there and just everything so it's and you need and you need it all throughout the journey right we always say it's like a journey it's not like a destination you know Mm -hmm. and so it's, yeah, I mean, you kind of need it where, wherever you are, whatever you're up to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacqueline, you've been amazing. We really appreciate all the, all the good little tips and, and strategies and love, love your mindset. Where can the ladies listening learn more about you and, and follow you so they can get connected to you? Um, Instagram, <laughs> Baywap Design, Baywap Design. Yep. Awesome. And all this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one, Jacqueline, is what's the most transformational book you have ever read? That's a hard one because, again, like it's only been the past couple of months that I've been coming across this kind of material. Um, I did pick up a few books, but they are more tax books, real estate tax books. Um, I bought the, uh, the only woman in the room. That was the first one I've read in its entirety. Um, over Christmas, I did get some Christmas gifts that I <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I would love to have this. Um, so like uh, rich dad, poor dad, I've, I've been seeing a lot of people drop the name of that one. So I got that as a gift. So I'm actually, when I get off talking with you guys, I'm getting in my truck and heading to Windsor. Cause I'm home right now in, at my home base at my boyfriend's house. And uh, so when I get there, those books are coming with me and I'm going to start reading them. And, you know, when I get down there, so that's awesome. I'll be there for three, I'll be three, it'll be three weeks before I come back here. So I'm going to be like that, but I'm going to start off with rich dad, poor dad. Um, I read, I don't think it's real estate related, but I read a book uh, called crushing it by Gary V. Vichek. 
mm-hmm. Gary V. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I love that. I love that book. I'm going to, I got to read it two or three more times to really absorb what it's all everything. Saying. But uh, yeah. So awesome. Yeah. The yeah. second question is what's the most powerful routine that you do to create a financially free and balanced life? Oh, um, well, like I said, I started on this path, not really realizing I had gotten on and realizing the financial freedom and the potential, the, the thought of ever walking away from hygiene was not even on my radar when I started going down this path. But after a couple of rentals and having some conversations with my real estate agent, who is phenomenal and has been a great resource for me, uh, I remember sitting down at the table with him and saying, are there, what other, you know, options are there, how to invest in real estate? Like, how do you go about this? Like what, and he gave me some ideas and planted a seed, but I never acted upon it until a couple of years later. And um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. Is there uh, anything that you do nowadays that you're like, this is like my routine? Um. My daily routine is, is basically construction, but uh, I mean, what's helped with it too, like I built my team to incorporate a really phenomenal um, insurance person and I'm very uh, transparent with them about what my intention is with a property. I've seen some people not be transparent to that and I don't want to open myself to a situation where it's not legal. So with my insurance company, I, I, I have someone who specializes and is very knowledgeable in the, in the rentals and things like that. I think that's very important. Also, um, with my accountant, I've switched that now. That's so important. And staying on touch with that, but not putting all the everything in their hands. I've also liked to read the books. Like I said, I got some real estate tax mm-hmm. books for real estate. So I, I like to have a working knowledge. So when they start talking to me, I'm just kind of like going cross-eyed, you know, when they because I'm not good with all of that. They'll I'll be like, what? You know? Absolutely. So, like, I'm you know, actually like, reading. He arrived this week and I'm reading um, this book from Amanda and -hmm. we're going to be interviewing Amanda pretty soon so we can ask all our tax questions to her. I know that's the, that's the ugly side of it all. You can't ignore the taxes and the insurance and like that. Those are big components of all of this. You really, you can't, you can't, uh, procrastinate or ignore what that's, you need to know about that because that's correct that's, you're opening up a can of worms there if you ignore it <laughs> that's right and the last question is which woman famous or not has inspired you the most i don't know if they've inspired me um but there are certainly people that wow i would love to sit down and pick your brain and i know it's going to sound really weird but dr ruth uh, she is like literally like four or five, I think. Mm-hmm. And I saw a documentary on her and her story is she started off in Germany through the war and how that she was transplanted and taken away from her family, brought to Switzerland. And she wanted to continue her education and literally, uh, you know, in the tunnels of London and, and in Switzerland where they got foster cared. Uh, literally, she continued and finished her high school and everything like that to, by a candlelight. You know, she she persevered through that. And then she took that and came to the States and got her master's and all of this. And she grew and like she didn't let what happened to her back then stop her from growing and moving forward and failed marriages and stuff like that. But just how she went about continuing her education, even though she was in a foster care during the war, it's just 
phenomenal. I don't, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's just phenomenal. That's awesome. And there's so many women right in our everyday world that inspire us. So we just mm-hmm. keep staying. We can be inspired in the smallest ways. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacqueline, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you for um, thank you. <laughs> sharing all your tips and just sharing yourself very authentically. You. We really appreciate you and appreciate your time. No, I appreciate this. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.